0: everyone and welcome to the Iris Paradise podcast. On today's episode we have Dr. Fiona Smolders. She's a naturopathic doctor with a passion of herbal medicine and her mission is to inform clients that true health occurs when there is a balance in the physical, emotional, and mental aspects of who we are. Her mission also supports that healing by helping people identifies and reduces sources of stress, optimizes nutrition, fitness, and treats the root causes of health. On today's episode, we will be talking about menstrual pain, so tune in and find out how you can get rid of pain, how you can regain your menstrual cycle if you have not had one in a while, as well as many other benefits. Stay tuned. Well thank you for coming in today. Dr. Fiona Smolders is here. Um we personally actually met at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. She teaches our herb class and what brought you into naturopathic school? Well thanks, Iris. Thanks
1: for the intro. Um, I feel like that's a big question. There's there was a number of factors that that brought me into naturopathic medicine. I think I think a really big one was um, an experience that I had in the Amazon rainforest. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, so I was about 19 years old at the time and I decided to do some volunteering in the Amazon in Ecuador. And So I was down there for about four months and I was very fortunate to work with a Quechua healer. So he would take us through the Amazon and show us some of the medicinal plants growing in the region. And I was just so amazed at the power of these plants and what they can actually do for for the human body and also for for the mind, for the emotion, for the spirit. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I had a situation where I was, I was taking anti-malarial pills. Oh, wow. And uh, one of the pills got stuck in my in esophagus. In thr- whoa. Yeah, and it got stuck there overnight. And so in the morning I woke up and I had a, an ulcer oh my in God. my esophagus and I was you know days journey away from any hospital and i didn't mm-hmm. really want to go to any around there and and i remembered the the kechua healer talking about this one plant that they called mother-in-law's tongue because <laughs> <laughs> it was Odd a very me. long <laughs> red leaf <laughs> 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 apparently mother-in-law's gossip a lot um and so i took that i made a tea from that and i kept drinking that and within Uh, two days I was able to eat again and it was all healed up so that really opened my eyes to herbal medicine and and then I was already I had um, some training in kinesiology and Mm -hmm. and I wanted to learn more about acupuncture and naturopathic medicine it just encompassed all of that so. Oh
0: wow Mm -hmm. how long after that trip did you sign up to naturopathic school?
1: Uh, Well I I had to do um, finish up my undergrad Mm -hmm. and yeah with kinesiology and then and then I worked actually as a a personal trainer and as a rehabilitation awesome. therapist yeah <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah and then and then I actually got quite sick too and, and then naturopathic medicine really helped me to heal from that so oh. all those factors kind of came together and, and brought me into this path
0: have you found like a big difference when you started taking um red plant, sorry, I couldn't remember what the name was. The mother-in-law's tongue. yes Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, did you find the ulcer was healing really quickly or?
1: Yeah, very quickly. I was amazed. I thought that I would definitely have to go to the hospital because I couldn't uh. swallow. I couldn't eat. Uh, it was extremely painful. And and then I just, yeah, I remembered because the, um, the healer actually wasn't there at the time mm-hmm. he was on a trip and so I just uh, remembered him saying that this plant was very anti-inflammatory very soothing to mm-hmm. the gastrointestinal tract and, wow. and so I decided to try it out and I, I completely healed myself That's in a crazy. very short amount of time yeah so that really that experience really kind of opened my eyes to the power that's incredible Mm -hmm.
0: is that why you kind of took naturopathic with herbs like that's your main focus
1: yeah so yeah there's there's herbal training within naturopathic medicine Mm -hmm. and then I did additional training on top of that Mm because you know I was just so passionate (laughs) and inspired by these plant medicines oh that's amazing yeah
0: (coughs) just to jump on the topic for today Mm -hmm. um, we are talking about menstrual cycles so what actually happens in the Woman during that menstrual cycle.
1: Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) we're all under pain. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? So yeah, the menstrual cycle—it's it. There's no normal menstrual cycle, right? I think that that's kind of a a misunderstanding. Is um, people should have a 28-day cycle Mm -hmm. and it should. Shouldn't be painful, it, you know. There's lots of shoulds associated with that, but every woman is different, so it's mm-hmm. it's very unique to each person. So, typically, a cycle can last anywhere from 24 days up to 32 days. Oh wow! And the cycle that I'm talking about is the cycle that that the hormones and the ovaries make. Mm-hmm. So the first day of that cycle would be the the first day of the menstrual flow. And then that usually, you know, lasts about five days. But again, it can be three days. It can be a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And, and then all the way up to about that 28 days would be that full cycle. And the amazing thing that I find is, is that that cycle, it follows the moon cycle. Oh, wow. And that's what I find so magical about it. And so some people actually call the menstrual cycle the moon cycle. That's interesting, yeah, because the moon cycle is also <laughs> twenty eight days
0: <laughs> I remember going to Amsterdam, very random uh-huh. topic, um but we would go and walk in the middle of the ocean when the mm. moon would pull,
1: yeah, like the gravity of the water exactly so yeah <laughs> yeah, so usually the um that first day of, of um, your period is uh considered day one, and that's the new moon, okay, and and then it's also called the follicular phase. Mm-hmm. So what I find really fascinating is the little, oh, the little uh, follicles in your ovaries that produce the egg. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually looks like a new moon and it grows to a full moon. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there's cool. a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little pocket in there that kind of grows in that shape. Yeah. And then at day 14, that's usually when women ovulate. So that mm-hmm. that egg gets released. And that's considered the full moon. And it's also, yeah, as you said, that pulling and drawing yeah. energy. And then once that egg's released, there's a little uh, tissue left over called the, the corpus luteum. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the little pocket where the egg came out mm-hmm. in the ovaries. And, and then from there on, after ovulation, it's called the luteal phase, named after the corpus luteum. Mm-hmm. And during that phase, that's another uh, two weeks. And that's when the full moon Uh, wanes back down to the new moon oh wow and then that's usually when progesterone is at its highest so progesterone is released (laughs) from this little corpus luteum uh, and that helps to prepare the uterus so it makes it really fluffy and and rich a nice home for the egg to land on
0: when you look flawless
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah progesterone also does some wonders for our health (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, whereas those first two weeks in that follicular phase, um, that's more estrogen dependent. So usually mm-hmm. estrogens are a little bit higher. And yeah, with that flow, that ebb and flow of hormones, it can really change, you know, the way our body feels and especially the way our mood is too. Mm-hmm. So the way that we
0: kind of show up in the world. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting, like just to hear the behind the scenes, what actually happens in such a small body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would you say are some of the main causes why we get menstrual pain? Yeah, so
1: there again, there's a number of factors there, um, as <laughs> <laughs> with everything. So I, I really believe that that stress has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so usually when women are under stress for long periods of time, it can throw off our stress hormones. Mm-hmm. And so that's your cortisol levels. And if your cortisol levels um, get too high or if you reach this kind of burnout state where cortisol can actually get low, that can really throw off your other endocrine organs. Oh, wow. And so it really affects the amount of estrogen and progesterone that your body's able to produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stress really plays a large factor in that. It also creates a lot of tension in the body too. And that can add to that, that pain and tension that a woman can feel leading up to her period. Also, I think the exposure to xenoestrogens is a big factor, right? Yeah. So those xenoestrogens from plastics, from, from meat products, um, we from the water as well with birth Mm -hmm. controls entering into that system. So there's lots of overexposure of estrogens and that can really throw off our own estrogen and progesterone levels. Mm -hmm. I find that, you know, pain and also mood, um imbalances that happen around the time of of um, the period is usually due to uh, an estrogen dominance it's called so that can either be that estrogen levels are too high Mm -hmm. uh, or it could be that progesterone levels are too low how would you find that out yeah that's that's a good (laughs) question (laughs) yeah because it's hard to tell because usually it shows up with very similar symptoms (laughs) Um, so you can get some blood work done uh, so you can actually test your levels of estrogen and progesterone. Oh, nice. They're a little bit hard, though, to test in your blood because oh. they change so often. Because if you think about what's happening with your circulation is when you get your blood drawn, it's just a snapshot picture of mm-hmm. that second of where those hormones are at, where it can change a lot just throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And so if you are going to get it through, the, through your blood work, through your medical doctor or naturopath, um, it's best to do estrogen on day three. Mm-hmm. Of your cycle, so actually during your period, and then testing progesterone on day 21. And that should be oh, wow. where your progesterone is the highest when that corpus luteum is really active and yeah. producing lots of that progesterone. Um, so that's going to be the most uh, accurate for, for the blood test. And then you can also test hormone levels in uh, saliva samples, in urine metabolites as well. And that mm-hmm. can actually show a bit more of a comprehensive picture of where of how your body metabolizes the hormones Mm -hmm. and then a more stable picture too of where your hormones are at versus the the serum levels. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you recommend, because a lot of people just run out to the store, as you probably already know, as a naturopath to Mm -hmm. get like estrogen uh, supplements to decrease estrogen, or do you Mm -hmm. think that could actually cause more harm than be beneficial? Right, so you mean hormone
1: replacement therapy or herbs Just that like act like gen- estrogen? Yeah. yeah,
0: in general, like AOR has, I think, EstroAdapt yes. and then Lorna has EstroSmart, yes. yes. I believe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying <to> remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's a really good question because it is really hard to tell, again, if it's, if it's that you have too much estrogen, yeah. right? So then you would want mm-hmm. to take things that will help your body metabolize estrogen, so things that support your liver because your mm-hmm. liver is the main organ that does that breakdown and metabolizing. Um, and and, um, and so things like indole 3 carbonyl or I3C mm-hmm. um, can help the liver to metabolize that. So that would be more helpful with high estrogen levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could, it's also possible that there's normal estrogen and very low progesterone. So you'd actually need a different approach to that when you wanna actually support mm-hmm. Uh, progesterone levels so it is really important to figure out where your hormones are at before mm-hmm. you jump
0: to to the treatment could it be dangerous if you just end up getting the supplements and your estrogen's already low and now you're taking the supplements to like increase detoxification and really getting rid of the estrogen or Mhm.
1: It, it's it can make you feel worse so it can okay. kind of aggravate your symptoms mm-hmm. um, but a lot of these supplements they're they're nutrients that support different organ systems. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it works in kind of a a roundabout way. So again, in supporting your liver function Mm -hmm. and and things. So it doesn't have as direct effect as pharmaceuticals would. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be as as harmful as something like that, but it definitely, wouldn't help and then it might make you feel a little bit worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What herbs would you recommend um, if you do have menstrual pain to like yeah. Really take or release at least the pain. hmm
1: Yeah. Uh, well Just well just like anything and as you said before, you know herbs can They're powerful and mm-hmm. so you do want to kind of work with a healthcare provider before trying any of these herbs and Mm -hmm. especially the herbs that I'll talk about now Um, so just make sure it's going to be safe (laughs) to try (laughs) Um, but some of the ones that I use in my practice as far as as pain goes um, so some women experience pain like a week to two weeks before oh wow that's a long time yeah it can be I mean half of half of a woman's life basically if you think about Mm -hmm. it it's happening every month so it it can be quite um, debilitating for a lot of women uh, but then other women can experience it just on the onset of mm-hmm. their periods and then last a couple of days. So, um, so especially for those women who experience it for that week to two weeks before the, the period actually begins, um, you want to do some hormone balancing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. my favorite way of doing, and it's quite a gentle, but an extremely effective <laughs> method is through uh, seed cycling. Oh, wow. Yeah. How yeah. would that look like? So there are certain seeds that uh, support uh, that follicular phase Mm -hmm. and then certain seeds that support the luteal phase. And so that follicular phase, so from day one of your period to ovulation, day 14, Mm -hmm. uh, it's flax and pumpkin seeds. Oh, wow. So taking about one to two tablespoons of fresh ground because, yeah, it's important to, to buy the seeds whole and grind them yourself. If you buy the ground flax from the store... Um, they're a lot more unstable, so you're not mm-hmm. sure about, you know, if the oils have gone rancid or not. So it's mm-hmm. best to buy them whole, grind them up. Um, so taking that during day one to fourteen, and then for that luteal phase, it's sunflower and sesame seeds. Sunflower
0: and sesame. Yep, seeds. so
1: about one to two <laughs> tablespoons <laughs> each a day. Yeah. You're writing it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. am <I> afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And then then the cycle continues. And I've actually, I've used that, that alone, I've seen work wonders because it just, it naturally balances the hormone cycles. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've also used it to help uh, menses come back. So women who haven't had their periods in a few months, six months, or even longer, I've actually done that seed cycling with them following the moon cycle. And that's brought their periods back.
0: How would you know their moon cycle because every girl has their period on different dates mm-hmm. how would you know for them
1: right so that would that's actually following like the actual moon
0: oh wow okay
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I- I don't how that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah starting on the yeah the new moon and then full moon and then back to the new moon that's incredible uh, yeah but but you always want to follow your own cycle yeah. so you know if your cycle doesn't follow the moon that's fine you always want to follow your own natural one hmm um so yeah sea cycling can be extremely effective and then for um for more of that acute pain there's Mm -hmm. a number of herbs that can really help to just relax the the tension in the muscles and also reduce inflammation because a lot of the time the pain it comes from inflammation right yeah so one of my or a couple of my favorite herbs are uh, cramp bark It's in the name. (laughs) (laughs) Releases cramps. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's spark for cramps.
0: Would you prefer a tincture or a tea? Yeah, it depends
1: on um, how invested one is. (laughs) So I find tinctures are easier Yeah, uh, because you just, you know, take a couple drops or half a teaspoon or so. And then it can be easier to just use that on hand. Um, whereas a tea because it's a bark so any <laughs> <like> <laughs> dense <laughs> yeah. any uh, dense herbal material so barks and roots and berries and things um, you actually want to make it decoction mm. and so that's actually boiling or um, simmering the herbs on higher heat mm-hmm. like in a pot on the stove um, okay that's gonna be the most effective way and so making a decoction of the cramp bark I actually prefer if if people have the time to make that because it, it takes some time. Usually you have to simmer that for about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, but the decoction, the water pulls out all those nice medicinal qualities of the cramp bark. Mm-hmm. And then you're also rehydrating yourself with mm-hmm. the tea as well. Because sometimes dehydration can really play a large role with in that cramps. pain too. Uh, Although, yeah, so cramp bark is fabulous, um, but just like a lot of powerful, awesome herbal remedies, it comes with a bit of a bitter taste. (laughs) (laughs) So the taste can be a little intense, so I often add a little bit of ginger Mm -hmm. to it, and then the ginger is also warming. It helps to move circulation to release some of that stagnant energy, Mm -hmm. and so ginger adds to the medicine as well as makes it taste a little bit better, too.
0: Just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. if you are a busy person, could you make it in the morning and then have it for that day and the following day? Or should it always be fresh?
1: Yeah, you can definitely do that. And okay. um, yeah, that's usually an easier way to do it. So and especially with, with teas, when you're using that acutely, you do want to take about three cups a day. Oh, wow. And okay. So Sometimes making it fresh three times a day can be a lot of work. So yeah, 60 minutes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so making a big batch in the morning, usually teas, they can last in the fridge for, I'd say, up to two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want it to be potent. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but you can definitely make it for the day or even for the two days. And then that way you don't have to keep making it.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and then another of my favorite is uh, raspberry leaf.
0: Mm. Yes. At least that one tastes good. Yes,
1: <laughs> it does. <laughs> it tastes much better. <laughs> yeah, reg- raspberry leaf is, is one of those amazing women's herbs that can be used for any phase of a woman's life. So mm. during menstrual pain, it's, it's considered a uterine tonic. So mm-hmm. it tones, strengthens, and nourishes the uterus. Um, so it really helps to reduce inflammation and pain and kind of regulate the smooth muscles of the uterus. Mm-hmm. And so that helps to reduce the pain and and also is considered a phytoestrogen so it helps to balance estrogen levels and then it's also really helpful for fertility and so yeah it can be used um to kind of prepare the uterus for pregnancy Um, and then also can be really helpful to prepare the uterus for labor too Mm -hmm. Um, and then because of the phytoestrogen effects too it's also really helpful in menopause that's why i'd say it's such a powerful <laughs> woman's herb. That's good for basically any phase of a woman's life.
0: So that's, that's a really incredible. really nice mm-hmm. Would you cook it the same way? Well, boil it the same way or? No,
1: yeah, it's a good question. So it's the leaf mm-hmm. that you use for the red raspberry. Uh, so that one you can make just a regular infusion. Oh wow. Yeah, and red raspberry is really rich in nutrients too. So there's lots of magnesium and calcium and those are extracted better in water. Mm-hmm. So it is nice to make, make a tea out of that
0: raspberry leaf would you be able to drink that every day
1: yeah I mean again you want to make sure that it's going to be safe for you because there are I mean with herbs there are interactions with different medications and Mm -hmm. different health concerns and things but generally that is a a fairly safe one to go with it's considered a nutritive one so it is one that you want to take kind of daily and for longer periods of time
0: amazing Mm -hmm. and just the last question if there are three things anybody could ask you What would your three things be that you would like to give to the world?
1: Wow, that's a big (laughs) one.
0: (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) (laughs) With all your experience and everyone you've already seen.
1: Yeah. So three questions that I would want to answer?
0: Like three things that you would like to share Mm. or you would Mm. like somebody to do in their life. Right, yes. Three. Well,
1: one <laughs> popped up right away, and that is connection with nature. Mm. I'm a huge advocate for connection with nature. I really feel like, you know, in, in our modern age, there's been a bit of a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really impacted our health. Um, you know, I, we're not experiencing the, that, um, the energy that you mm-hmm. can get from plants and from just being in the woods you know, that shinrin-yoku, a forest yeah. medicine. And then also, I think with that disconnect, uh, I think that's also contributing to the state of the environment right now, too. So people might have lost a bit of that that respect for nature mm-hmm. as well. So I think strengthening that connection can be really healing for both the person and also the planet. Mm-hmm. So taking some time, walk barefoot, <laughs> <laughs> on the grass... Go to the park, listen to the birds singing. Just something that that links you back in. That's Mm going to be a really healing, beneficial action for you, for anyone. Um, Another one is mindfulness. So I am also a big advocate (laughs) (laughs) of (laughs) mindfulness. So I, I really see, you know, I've seen in my practice, in my own life, and in my own, you know, social life, I think a lot of people are, are kind of stuck in, in their thoughts. Mm-hmm. My, this is, and I experience it too, that hamster wheel. <laughs> I was thinking, worrying, thinking about what I have to do, my responsibilities, and that really takes me away from, from being present. Mm-hmm. And the magic is really when we're, when we're present, when we're in that present moment, is when we're the strongest and most vital. Mm-hmm. And so if people can kind of um, separate themselves a little bit from, from their thoughts mm-hmm. um, so that you can come back to your body and back to that present moment. Uh, I think that's also a really big factor in healing. Mm-hmm. And let's see what else. <laughs> <The third> one <laughs> uh, definitely nutrition. So oh, Why
0: nutrition? <laughs> <laughs>
1: food is medicine, but it can also be harmful too. So wh- how we choose to eat and what we what we choose to eat can really Play a huge role in in our health and well-being on so many levels too not just the physical body I mean Mm -hmm. eating healthy we know it's going to be better for our cardiovascular system for our weight Mm -hmm. um, immune system everything but it also contributes to our mental health Mm -hmm. too like I don't know Maybe the people listening, if you've had maybe too much gluten or wheat or heavy foods, you know, start so to feel that sluggishness and that fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with anxiety, with depression too, a really, nutrition really plays a factor in the state of, of gut health, yeah. really plays a factor in those aspects. So eating whole foods, um, staying hydrated. Uh, I don't, I also don't necessarily like the strict um, diets either Mm -hmm. way so just eating food that's good for your body and that comes from the earth in the whole whole form i think is the most important way to nourish
0: so on that note i was Mm -hmm. just curious i we are carrying your products in our store at the school what made you create them
1: yes yes (laughs) i have um thanks for bringing that up i have a a herbal product it's it's a healing oil Mm -hmm. um so what inspired me was actually through healing or helping to heal my uh, my sister. Oh, wow. Yeah, what happened so to her? She, uh, she had a, a skin, like a fungal skin um, infection mm-hmm. uh, throughout her whole torso, front and back. Oh. And she had been to the medical doctor and tried different creams and medications and nothing was helping. And mm-hmm. so she came in uh, to see me and um i I created an oil for her to apply to her skin and also did some dietary changes and things but within you know one to two days of applying this oil Mm -hmm. her skin almost completely cleared up oh wow and it had been weeks yeah so
0: that's scary so she was a strong believer
1: (laughs) and then her partner tried it for for a skin mash cleared that up and then they tried it with their daughter for eczema you know, cleared that mm-hmm. up. And so they were actually a big <laughs> component to me putting this oil on the market because they were just saying this is just too good to stay within the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More people have to experience exactly. it. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I created it to, um, uh, for other people to have too. yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's being sold at uh, the Institute of Holistic Nutrition and then also online on my website, which is uh, fourriverswellness.com.
0: Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Just to end the podcast, if anybody would like to look you up, where would they find you?
1: Right. Well, my website,
0: (laughs) (laughs) fourriverswellness.com.
1: And that's, you know, F-O-U-R for the four. And and that I practice as well. I practice in North Vancouver at the Butterfly Naturopathic Clinic Mm -hmm. as well. So I'm still accepting
0: some patients there. Amazing. Mm Uh, well, thank you for having you today. Yeah. And thank you for making it on such short notice. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. I'm
1: glad this worked out. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey everyone and thank you so much for listening in. If you like the podcast, please give it a thumbs up, leave it a review and thank you so much for tuning in today. Till the next show.